Hey, how you going? Uh, this is Alina and welcome to the Along Kim English podcast. Uh, if you're new here, uh, this is an English learning podcast uh, where I talk about a variety of different topics, share some stories from my life and explain some English stuff along the way. Uh, well, for this episode, I thought I would talk about my experiences with dogs. Uh, apparently, pet ownership surged uh, during the pandemic. Um, in fact, friends of mine actually adopted a puppy during lockdown last year. Uh, now, I'm not a pet owner. Um, I don't have any pets and I haven't in my adult life. Uh, my family had some dogs when I was a child, but that was a long time ago. I've lived with two cats in a previous share house, uh, but they weren't mine, even though we lived in the same house together. Um, now, since my friends have adopted this puppy, however, uh, I've been spending quite a bit of time with her. Um, I've been dog sitting while they were away on vacation and a few days here and there now that they're getting back to work and such. So, yeah, I guess uh, I guess it makes sense to talk about dogs. Um, I have spent a bit of time researching dogs over the past year. Um, well, because they're cute. Uh, but also because I'd like to eventually adopt one in the not-so-distant future. So you'll also hear me talk about different breeds throughout. So I'll explain some dog vocabulary, uh, what dog breeds are, um, my childhood memories uh, of dogs, um, uh, pandemic puppies, uh, my experience looking after my friend's puppy, uh, dogs that bark, and dog allergies. Now, there are transcripts on the website, alongcameenglish.com, or you can read along if you're watching the video on YouTube. And if you find this interesting or helpful, uh, please like, subscribe, or follow. Uh, also, please consider supporting Along Came English on Patreon. Uh, the link should be in the description. Um, a dog is also known as a canine. Although the word canine is often used to refer to dogs or relating to dogs, uh, more specifically, it refers to mammals that are dog-like, which uh, include um, includes wolves, uh, coyotes, foxes, um, and dogs, etc. A dog is actually a domesticated form of a wolf. Dog, in conversational English, will always refer to the domesticated form, whether a pet or a stray. Domesticated is an adjective that, um, when referred to animals or plants, uh, means brought under human control. Uh, domesticated animals uh, include horses, camels, uh, pigs, cats, and dogs. There are actually different types of categories for dogs, uh, depending on whether they have owners or not, and how freely they can roam around. Um, this also has some relevance uh, to culture, um, how family units live together in different countries and their attitudes towards dogs as pets. So in Australia, it's fairly common for dogs to be owned by a family or a person. Um, they're usually restricted within the owner's property and not typically free to roam on their own without a leash. Uh, they're usually indoor dogs um, and are often trained or sent to puppy school. Uh, now, these dogs are usually referred to as family dogs um, and become part 
of the family. Um, sometimes you'll see owners of pets are referred to as parents online, which is a combination of poor and parents. Uh, you might sometimes hear the term socialize when talking about training puppies. This means to train them to be well-behaved uh, around other animals and humans. Dogs can develop fears and aggressions, uh, so owners have to help their dogs build confidence and overcome fears. And, well, you want to make sure they don't behave badly, you know, uh, bark nonstop, uh, attack people, and just pee and poo everywhere. Uh, socialization can include uh, taking dogs to new places, uh, going for walks, playing with other puppies and dogs, and going to puppy school, etc. Um, I have friends who grew up in compounds, uh, which is a property with multiple houses where different groups of families live together, and often they're related to each other. And uh, they had dogs that were kept outdoors but were cared for by the families. I guess these dogs could be considered family dogs, um, although I doubt these dogs were trained, um, even though they had a lot of contact with humans. Uh, they're also what you would call a village dog or a free-ranging dog, which is a free-roaming dog looked after by the people living in the area that they roam. I mean, it's interesting because they're not confined, uh, but they kind of belong to the community. A stray, uh, when used to refer to dogs and cats, just means they're homeless, but live in human environments. And these are dogs that don't have much contact with humans and have no owners um, and usually get their food from garbage or even other dogs' foods. Um, it's quite rare to see strays in Melbourne, uh, if a dog is roaming around without a collar or an owner in sight, um, then we will call that a stray, even if it's possible it ran away. Um, in these situations, uh, it's best to contact a local animal shelter. In Brunei or Southeast Asia, it's uh, fairly common to see stray dogs on the streets and on roads. Uh, in general, the ones I've seen uh, are usually mongrels and don't look like any purebred species that I've seen. Um, even though they're mongrels, uh, the ones I grew up with still had a particular appearance. Um, they're typically medium-sized dogs with short fur and pointy ears. Um, they come in a variety of colors, but they're usually tan or light brown. I remember I encountered a few stray dogs in Malaysia uh, with short legs, which is unusual to me. Um, usually short legs are associated with uh, purebred species like corgis, um, bulldogs. So it's almost like a purebred got loose in the wild and had stray mongrel puppies or something. They were very cute though. Uh, there are also wild or feral dogs. Um, a wild dog refers to a dog that has historically uh, been independent of humans uh, like dingoes. In Australia, um, but this is debated. A feral dog is an animal that was domesticated but returned to a wild state. Now, I don't think I've ever seen a dingo before. Uh, the habitat covers most of Australia except the southeast, 
and Tasmania. Um, so that's probably why uh, they're recognized as a native animal in Australia. There was a very high profile case back in 1980 where a baby uh, was killed by a dingo while the family was on a camping trip to Uluru in the Northern Territory. Um, at first, the parents were tried for murder, um, and then, but then they found a piece of the baby's clothing in a dingo lair that led to their eventual release. Yeah, another threatening animal to add to the already long list of danger- dangerous uh, Australian animals. Um, to be honest, though, dingo attacks are rare, um, as with most other animal attacks uh, here in Australia. Um, a dog breed is a particular dog type that was purposefully bred by humans to perform specific tasks, such as herding, uh, hunting, guarding, and unfortunately, fighting. Um, I think there are over 300 recognized uh, dog breeds around the world. Um, common breeds include uh, Labrador, Poodle, Beagle, Corgi, etc. Uh, so you'll find that a breed have a very specific set of traits that were developed over decades uh, of selective breeding, which includes the body size, um, skull shape, temperament, fur type, etc. There's also a list of health issues associated with each breed uh, because of the selective breeding. So for example, Labrador or Labrador Retriever is a medium to large dog, ranging from 25 to 36 kilos. Uh, Their fur is short and dense, and uh, they come in black, yellow, or chocolate. They're good working dogs and often used for disabled assistance, uh, therapy work, hunting, tracking, and detection. They're also considered excellent uh, family dogs. Um, Unfortunately, they are at risk of joint problems, uh, knee and eye problems, and life expectancy is about 12 years. Um, Another example, uh, the beagle is a small dog with long floppy ears uh, that weigh from 9 to 11 kilos. Um, They also have short fur, but come in a combination of three colors of white, tan and black. And their life expectancy is about 12 to 15 years. Um, Now, they were developed for hunting hare. Um, They have a great sense of smell and are often used as detection dogs. Uh, So the dogs at airports that sniff out prohibited foodstuffs are usually beagles. Um, Unfortunately, they're prone to epilepsy and hypothyroidism. So yeah, uh, different breeds have uh, a list of very specific traits. A dog from a specific breed uh, that has not been crossbred or mixed is called a purebred. Now, it's fairly common for people to use purebred and pedigree interchangeably, uh, but they're actually different. Um, Pedigree in Australia refers to a birth certificate um, that shows three generations of the dog's family tree, uh, proving the dog is a purebred. So basically, it's a way of registering your dog as a purebred, um, but a purebred is not always registered. Uh, Apparently, in Australia, uh, there are councils and boards to maintain standards for purebred dogs. Um, There are even different councils for specific breeds. 
it's very impressive, uh, but also slightly confusing for me. Um, I always thought that if you wanted a dog, you just get a dog. Just get it registered and microchipped and vaccinated and you're good to go. Uh, but it's an entire industry. There are also mixed breeds or mongrels, uh, which is a dog with no definable breed or was not intentionally bred. Uh, mutt is a synonym, uh, but this also means a stupid or incompetent person. So be careful of how you use that. Uh, dogs that are intentionally bred uh, from different breeds are called crossbreeds or designer dogs. Uh, the resulting crossbreed is then a portmanteau of the breed names of the purebred parents. Uh, so a corgi crossed with a husky results in a horgi, which is very cute, by the way. So yeah, although mongrels and crossbreeds are mixed, um, the mongrels' ancestry is unknown and the crossbreed is known. And also uh, crossbreeds can sometimes be more expensive than their purebred parents and definitely more expensive than mongrels. Now portmanteau uh, is a word that blends the sounds and combines the meanings of two other words. So examples include uh, brunch, which is a combination of breakfast and lunch. Uh, spork is a combination of spoon and fork. Yep. I saw a YouTube video recently where they had a Westminster dog judge as a guest. And each participant ranked their top five uh, favorite dogs. Uh, Westminster is short for the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Uh, which is held in New York. This is a dog show where dogs are exhibited and has been running since 1877. Now, I know nothing about the Westminster dog show, uh, but I quite enjoyed the video um, because the judge was able to give snippets of information of uh, the different dog breeds that came up in the video. It was really sweet and you can tell he was a genuine dog lover. As I mentioned earlier, we had dogs when I was a child. Um, actually, I was quite young. Uh, this was before we moved to Singapore for a few years. So I was probably uh, three or four, maybe. Um, I don't remember their names um, and I don't really have any memories of interacting with them. But I remember we had two collies and I believe a Scottish terrier, uh, I think. We have a picture um, with my siblings uh, posing with the dogs. So that's probably why I remember what type of dogs we had. Now, if you Google Collie, uh, the Border Collie will come up. Uh, this is typically a black and white herding dog with long fur. Um, quite often you'll see this in movies or shows about farms. Um, the movie Babe has Border Collies in it. The ones we had were actually Rough Collie, uh, which is also a herding dog with long fur. Um, this breed is brown and white and slightly larger than Border Collies. You might have heard of Lassie, uh, which is a fictional female Rough Collie dog uh, that was featured in a novel that eventually became a film and TV series. The Scottish Terrier, or some kind of Terrier, 
uh, was much smaller than the collies and we had dark grey fur. I believe this breed was originally bred to hunt uh, vermin and badgers. Um, if you play Monopoly, uh, you'll recognize one of the playing pieces as a Scottish Terrier. Now, when I was growing up, um, dogs were typically kept outdoors in the garden or yard. The idea of an indoor dog or a family dog was quite foreign to me growing up. Um, looking back now as well, uh, the Collies and Scottish Terrier originated from cold countries, so I'm not sure how they handled the heat in Brunei. Anyway, after that, we had a few dogs come and go, uh, but I really don't remember what happened to them. Um, I've also had a few scary uh, interactions with dogs. Uh, I guess as a child, I thought all dogs were cute or fun or something. I remember tagging along when my mother visited a friend of hers who had a dog. And it was pretty clear that the dog didn't like me uh, because it kept growling at me. But I kept wanting to be its friend. Uh, it finally barked really loudly at me and it just scared me so much that I burst out crying from the shock. My mom and her friend had to calm me down. So yeah, dogs. Uh, I guess such experiences could be a turn-off or uh, made me afraid of dogs. But thankfully the experience um, actually hasn't affected me. I'm not sure if you know, uh, but Melbourne was in lockdown for most of 2020. Uh, in comparison to the other states, we had some pretty serious spikes in COVID cases. Uh, very grateful that things are kind of returning to normal now. Now, I've heard and read uh, that there was a surge in people getting pets during this time. Um, I've heard more about this in America, uh, but I couldn't really find any um, stats uh, in Victoria. Actually, I was looking into getting guinea pigs last year, but decided not to in the end. Um, I also heard there were uh, scammers who took advantage of the surge in demand for puppies. Apparently, uh, puppy scams cost Australians more than $1.6 million last year, uh, which is a crazy number. Um, however, my friends got a puppy during lockdown. Now, they are dog lovers and have been considering getting one for a while um, and finally got one. So she's a uh, Japanese spitz and is just a ball of fluff. Uh, sometimes compared to a cloud or a marshmallow. Unfortunately, uh, due to the lockdown, I missed out on her tiny phase. Uh, you know when you can still hold them in the palm of your hands? Yeah, she she's the size of a toddler now. So a Japanese Spitz is a white, small to medium dog from Japan. Um, they can live up to 16 years, making them one of the longest uh, lived dog breeds. Um, they're actually companion dogs, which is quite different to the herding or hunting dogs I've mentioned so far. I started to spend more time with her this year um, because my friends are back at work and um, I've spent some time dog sitting her. And it's funny noticing how I behave around her. Uh, I talk to her even though she can't reply. I refer to myself in the third person and call myself auntie. Um, I also speak in a higher pitch 
for some reason uh, when I'm talking to her. As somebody with very little experience looking after dogs, um, looking after her actually isn't hard. I only walk her for about half an hour once a day. Um, I pick up her poo and dispose of it responsibly. I feed her when it's mealtime and make sure she has enough water in her bowl. Uh, throw some toys around for her to run after. Over here, it's common courtesy for pet owners to pick up their dog's poo if they've done a poo in public. Um, I know that some countries don't quite have the same etiquette, uh, but if you have a family dog that's done a poo on a walk, please, please pick up your dog's poo. <laughs> um, it's, it's just courtesy you know, keep your neighborhood clean. Uh, you can throw it in a public bin on the way home. Anyway, interestingly, I have noticed how people are much friendlier if you have a cute dog on a leash. Um, people ask if they can pet her, uh, they give compliments, or they smile if they make eye contact. The one thing I'm glad I don't have to do is bathe her. Um, I have witnessed this once, uh, so in order to keep her relatively still, they have, uh, they had a plate uh, smeared with peanut butter to distract her. Um, they had to brush her coat first to get any knots out. And the amount of fur that flew away was impressive. Uh, they then bathed her and then had to dry her. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot of work, but when you have a wriggling animal trying to get free, uh, it takes more effort than it should. I've seen her do zoomies a few times. Uh, so a zoomie is a sudden burst of energy where a dog or a cat uh, runs to and fro or around in circles. This is normal behavior for dogs and only lasts for a few minutes. Um, it is kind of funny uh, watching her running around the coffee table and jumping onto the couch. Uh, there is actually a subreddit on Reddit uh, called Zoomies, uh, where people upload video clips of their pets doing Zoomies. She also sheds a lot, uh, so I would vacuum at least once a day when I'm looking after her. Again, not, not difficult for me. Um, vacuuming is actually one of my favorite chores to do, and the place is not that big. Uh, the one chore I actually hate doing is uh, mopping. Um, I was in another share house a few years ago that had two cats. Um, they shedded a lot as well. We also had a blue couch and the fur was really obvious on that. So I would also vacuum the couch as well. Now there is also the financial side of things, which I'm obviously not involved in. Uh, however, I can imagine that it's fairly significant. Now the cost of a purebred puppy over here starts from $2,000. And it can go up to 10000 uh if you get the more expensive breeds. Um, apparently, the prices were inflated uh, during lockdown as well, um, in addition to uh, puppy scams, unfortunately. Then after the initial investment, uh, that's the cost of microchipping, vaccinations, desexing, and council registrations. Um, there's also the vet expenses, uh, pet insurance, and food. And then there's puppy school, uh, pet essentials or accessories uh, like their bed, crate, collar, uh, bowl, etc. 
Um, estimated out-of-pocket cost for the first year is $3,000 to $6,000. And then about uh, $1,600 uh, per year after that for a dog. Now, these are estimates I found on uh, moneysmart.gov.au. Uh, but yeah, uh, dog, dogs aren't cheap. Now, to clarify, a microchip is a permanent uh, method of electronic identification that's roughly uh, the size of a grain of rice. This is implanted at the back of the pet's neck, just under the skin. It's just a way for vets or animal shelters uh, to contact you um, should your dog become lost. So my friend's dog sometimes barks uh, when she gets spooked, uh, but in general, we, we try to distract her so that she doesn't bark so much. Now, when I've seen dogs barking in public, um, I tend to associate that with bad behavior. Um, now, I'm not saying this, of course, as a pet owner or anything. I think, um, you know, getting barked at can be scary, uh, continuous barking can be annoying and um, I can't help judging the owner for not training its dog properly because I know you can train your dogs to stop barking so much or not bark excessively. Many years ago I used to walk to my workplace. Um, I don't work there anymore. Uh, there was this great Dane uh, that came loose and followed me while barking at me. I wasn't intimidated for some reason um, and I just kept walking and it followed me for a short while before it finally gave up. Now the Great Dane is one of the largest breeds in the world. Uh, beautiful dogs though. Um, they weigh from 50 to 82 kilos and live up to 10 years and they're often referred to as a gentle giant. So yeah, it's, it's a bit strange to have uh, a great Dane barking at me, um, but I wasn't scared. And actually, it happened the second time. Um, someone who was driving by actually pulled over and asked if I was okay. And when he tried to approach the dog, um, the dog got spooked and ran across a busy road. Not sure what happened after that, but it never happened again. One thing I'm grateful for is that I'm not allergic to dogs or cats. An allergy is when the body has an abnormal uh, response to substances that are harmless to most people, like a particular food, uh, pollen, or dust. Um, symptoms include runny nose, uh, watery eyes, skin rash, sneezing, and wheezing after uh, petting or playing with pet. Now, Dog allergy symptoms are generally not deadly, but it is possible for people to have a severe allergic reaction to dogs known as anaphylactic shock. What happens is that there's a sudden drop in blood pressure that blocks the airways and prevents them from breathing. And this can happen within minutes um, and it needs to be treated immediately. Uh, however, this is, this is rare. Now, the source of uh, pet allergies is a protein in the saliva and urine, and this protein sticks to the dead, dried flakes from your pet skin. Um, yeah, it, it sounds a little gross. Uh, what I find funny, though, is that um, I've met people who are allergic and still had pets anyway, uh, 
So I guess the love of animals um, trumps any allergy-related inconveniences. Pet allergies can be managed with some medications and treatments like antihistamines, uh, nasal sprays. There are allergy shots now uh, to help reduce symptoms for more severe cases. Um, otherwise, lifestyle changes such as uh, setting up dog-free zones, bathing bathing the dog more often, or using purifiers. There are also so-called uh, hypoallergenic dogs, but according to the Mayo Clinic, um, this is untrue. Uh, hypoallergenic means relatively unlikely to cause an allergic reaction. Funny thing is, though, when you Google hypoallergenic dogs, you still get results listing supposedly hypoallergenic dogs. I guess it's still not common knowledge that there's no such thing. All right, uh, well, I'll finish the episode here. Um, this has been a fun topic to talk about. Uh, if you'd like to hear more about dogs, please leave a comment about other dog-related topics you'd like me to talk about. We can also talk about other other pets and animals, right? Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, or follow if you found this interesting or helpful. Uh, please check out the website alongkingenglish.com and consider supporting Along King English on Patreon. Uh, the link is in the description below or on the website. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay safe, have a good day, and I'll catch you later. Bye.